I clip it to my beard, I'm like, I'd be a good prop. Yeah, just, and like, it's just like <laughs> tied in there, just yeah. a microphone, like hanging on. Double right door vibes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. All right, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for enjoying the journey as a parent. So I think we like this in-person vibes. We're uh, we're flying people out. No, just kidding. Uh, I met this awesome gentleman, Dr. Rocco. He just happened to live in our backyard. So Dr. Rocco, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. This you, is exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. Awesome. So Dr. Rocco is the owner of It's Dad Time, which I thought was just the coolest brand. I actually found him on Facebook. By reading his memes and it was the video you had throwing your daughter in the pool yeah talking about parents engaging and not being on their phone yeah yeah that, that yeah, me. yeah. No, you're good yeah so that it's actually funny how everything started is my assistant found that audio actually oh wow and used that audio like you know what i mean like whatever however people repurpose the audio and we gave the guy credit so i'm big on giving the guy credit awesome. um but that video it you know just kind of took off and everybody was like, oh my God, this is awesome. So it all came together at that same time of like, it was good to help get my message out there because it was perfectly in alignment with that. Like the intentional parenting, right? Yeah. Like just get rid of your phones. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So we have not prepared what we're going to talk about today on purpose because I think what Dr. Rocco brings to the table, um, and we'll talk a little about all of that in a second, is how he's developed this brand, what he does, and the message he has is so in alignment for parents today in 2023. I think it's so imperative for us to just be present. And that's kind of the whole vibe. Yeah. I think our brands are very on point together, well, which I is so it. cool. I love it. You know, it's funny. I had um, I had a guy reach out to me who I'm working with with one of the books that I'm writing. And he was talking about how he wanted to start something similar to this dad time. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to step on your toes. I'm like, listen, there can't be enough parenting podcasts, especially for fathers right now. You know, and that's... And, I have women on mine, you know, so I just had Brie on. She's it's going to get released. Brie's my best friend. She's a doctor also. Um, it's going to get released next Wednesday. But I, it's so it's not just dads, but it's really honing in on the like everywhere I turn, I see these places where women are really good about coming into community with each other. They're really good about supporting each other. Like, um, you know, I after I had my daughter Sloan, I was like, I don't want to have any more children. That was it. I was done. <clears throat> and uh, I went to visit Brie last year, okay, with, with Sloan, and she's like one of her god, we say she has three godmothers, it's like one of her godmothers. She's gonna be good. <laughs> and um, I just remember watching the moms that came over for the party with their children, like it was just this thing, and they all were the, kind of the same as Brie, but it was like this tribe of people helping awesome. everybody out. And I remember thinking like, damn, if I knew that existed, I probably would have tried to have more kids sooner. You know, like I didn't realize that like there's, so it's cool to everywhere I see is like this tight knit of, of parents and moms. And I'm like, damn, awesome. dads need some support too. I, and so that's, that's how it's kind of just started. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and how I raised her is very different. A lot of people don't love it. You know, um, my, because it's different than how I was raised. It's different than like, I want to be very intentional. Every word matters on how okay. I say it. And, I know when I say some people don't like it, I know I pay so close attention to my daughter, which you, everybody should do that. I know her limits <clears throat> to the okay. point where if something happens and she's crying, I know the second the cry changes to where she's crying because she's getting attention. 
to where she was crying because something was emotionally wrong. And Sloan is six. Sloan so is six. He's not like letting her cry in her crib. No, that, don't do that. <laughs> we can talk about that. Please, for the love of God, don't do that. We'll, let's come back to that. Um, but I know that the second that happens, and what happens in that second is now you're appeasing the subconscious, and the subconscious is now going to link how you respond from that second on yep. to how she is going to behave later in life. And so I am harder on her in those aspects than other people like, but I realize that there's a physical being, but I'm actually talking to the subconscious. And I know how hard to push her too. Like I know when we're somewhere and she's just shy and doesn't want to do something. It's like, okay, tell me how you feel. Yeah. It's a, like, let's talk to one person. And she's very outgoing as it is. You're like, um, we were perfect example is we were at my house and we went down to the waterfall and there was this log that like went across this big opening. Right. And so I ran across the log and then she wanted to do it. There's, you can fall. I mean, definitely. I mean, it was up to like my chin, you know, like I was standing in the hole and it was up to my chin. What would you do? <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like, and so she was on the other side and she was like, I'm scared. You know, I'm like, okay, well, feel it, yeah. feel the fear. A big thing in my house is feel the fear and do it anyways. Yes. Like she knows that. Right. And, but I don't negate that the fear is there. So I'm like, okay. And I'll stand on the other side. Dad'll stand on this side. How about the first time we hold your hand, you go across. So we held her hand. She went across. So it was a little less fearful. And she's like, so you guys are in the water. Uh, no. So this was the, beside the yeah, um, okay. beside the the water and like the waterfall in the river. There's like there's this big old furnace thing. It's hard to explain. But okay. Basically, there's a log and over this huge enormous pit thing, and you can walk across it if you chose to, right? And uh, maybe you shouldn't have chose to because it was definitely dead and rotten. But they'll fucking we're gonna. We're doing it. Yeah. So like we help her with that. And then she comes back and I'm like, okay. Like, and so we do this like five or six times to, and then she like, she starts going, she slips and falls and I catch her. Right. Cause I'm not holding her hand this time and she's going too slow. So she falls. And so yeah. we do this whole thing. But after every time she came back, she was like, I'm, I'm scared. I'm like, okay, what, what do you need? Mm-hmm. She didn't need anything. And I'm like, all right, feel it. Yep. And just put one foot in front of the other baby girl. And she did it. And there were definitely points where she wanted to stop, right? And I'm like, well, hold on. We committed to this. Let's do it. I'm here. You're not doing it alone. You know, and so, but I know her so well that I know I can push that boundary with her, right? And if you don't know your children, that can come as abusive because you're infringing on their boundaries and their desires. Right. I no longer want to do this. I no longer want to do this. I knew she still wanted to do it. It was just the fear. Right. And fuck, we're letting that control us. It's a lot of things to unpack with that because one, your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. The kids are between seven. So first it was seven. Then I had a doctor on the other day that told me it's not really fully developed till they're about 16. And I felt awful that I was getting on my teenager's case. I'm like, why are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, me, how my brain's not developed. So right. thanks for being an asshole. Right. Um, I'm like, oh, great. Um, so there's that. But but I also have a three-year-old and I, I know that that logic is already so it's you gotta right it's like you don't use it as a, a crutch but we we understand that it can form so there's that then there's the um being in tune with her to know that she's safe yep. like she, she feels safe and now she's trying to recognize what's holding her back now yep. that is imperative like i can feel how that's going to sever up her success in life yeah and right? again it's it, all right so it's not developed yet it makes perfect sense but <laughs> the subconscious is developed yes and that. you're developing it so from zero to seven, 98% of every belief and habit that she's going to have exactly. is coming. Yep. Whether the frontal lobe's developed or not, it, that's happening. Because you don't this, wait. 
and you don't. It's wait. too late. So you, you, it doesn't make sense to wait. Now I understand that the logic and reasoning and all of those things are going to come later, but that's going to come from what you imprinted those first seven years. Exactly. And so it will develop. I would argue that it waits to develop until the habits and beliefs are there, so that it knows what to develop on top of. Wow. Because it's a higher order of thinking. Exactly. Does that make sense? And so it has to have the. the it's like, um, you know, we were talking about the spiral staircase and all those things. You have to have the principles to yep. build anything in life. You don't have the principles and the philosophy behind it, nothing's going to get built. So what principles do you parent by? What principles do you want your children instilled with? Right. Like, how, how does that look? Yeah. And if we don't ask ourselves that, especially as men, so as dads, I believe... This is good. We're here for it. Yeah. I think a lot of dads that watch this, and I think you're giving them permission. Like, I'm going to say something triggering... I'm going to say something triggering, so cancel culture. It's fine. Um, good, you're meant to be here. say something triggering, so that's good. Because <laughs> I want, So I want you to go where I think you're going. And then at one point, we are going to wrap into doc, the whole Dr. Rocco part. Because I think oh, yeah. it really Sorry, brings I just get going. going. <laughs> it's good. But like, what I think you offer, which is really cool, I think dads, and I, I'm not a dad, so I can't overgeneralize, but I think dads feel feminized by trying to care. Yeah. I think they were raised in an environment where it was like very um, – you know, like gruff or this or however it was, they think that's their idea of what a man is. And so now you have the more integrated man, yeah. which is very much in tune. It doesn't mean like, you know, feminine in the, you know, sexualized way, sure. but just in the whole human way yeah. of bringing that together. The fact that you create community, that you want to be that, but it's very important to also maintain the backbone that is a father. Right. So I, with that stage, like, please go over where you're going to go. Yeah. So I would, I call it, all right. I hate, not I hate, but I don't like when people are like, oh, the, the masculine and the feminine and divine, but there is a context for it. And I don't, I just don't like catchphrases. I don't like buzzwords. Mm -hmm. It drives me nuts because a lot of people that use them, you're like, yeah, but whoa. Back up. What does that mean? What does it mean? Yeah. You know, what does it mean to you? And you don't know because it, you're just using it. Yeah, it, it sounds fun. Because it sounds fun. So it drives me nuts. But I will say that there was an era of my life where I was what I call the very immature masculine. Because I believe in old gender roles. I believe that men are men and women are women and that's how it's supposed to be. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't think women can rise to the top and be CEOs. Some of my best friends and Sloan's aunts are very powerful women. You know, I want to surround her with that, right? right. And I love it. Um, but I do believe that there is an, we'll get to the authoritative part of the subconscious mind and how I think it matters than that coming from the masculine. Love this. So I believe that there is the immature masculine and then you usher in and become the divine masculine. The divine masculine is a masculine that has healed himself from all of the aspects and is okay with having emotions or all of these things. He still controls his emotions. Yeah. He doesn't let his emotions roll in. He, yeah. If a situation comes up, he doesn't cry he handles the situation then he cries later right there's different ask ways to handle this right and so i think that it's important as the man and i noticed that parenting out of the immature masculine you always lose because it's through the ego and you don't really understand what yeah, you're doing and there's no sense. intention behind it yeah when you step into and usher yourself into this divinity i guess you could say which sloan did for me no other woman on the planet has been able to do it. I mean, it, it, like, I, it's she did it. Like, she heals massive aspects well, of me all the you, time. And only you can of heal course, you. But of course, 100%. And so I needed that thing to come in for me to then want to be better at all of this stuff. And so I think that as you... All right, so let's go back to touch on why I think it's so important to have the man doing certain things in the house is... 
I believe that for a child, they're very different energies with the mom and the dad, feminine, masculine, whatever you want to call that. They could interchange, you know, the the mom could take on a more masculine role and the, the dad could take on a more feminine role. I don't think that's the best way to parent, but it's okay, right? Either way. It's gotta work for the family. It's gotta work for the family. And when you do that, the father has the authority in my mind over the subconscious because the mother wants to coddle, cater, and make sure that it's the child's protected. All she sees is the physical. She sees this little thing. And she sees she, what could go wrong. She sees everything that can go wrong. Yep. She is the lifeline, yep. which we can come full circle into why you don't let your child cry out of bedtime because all they want is closeness. And this only thing, you are the only thing that keeps that child alive. Yep. That's your breast Especially at that age. Especially at that age. The mother is the lifeline to everything for that child. Yeah, especially if you're breastfeeding. So if you put this child into a room all by itself and you just took away its only comfort and its only supply of food in a world of giants, you'd fucking cry too. Yeah. (laughs) You you know, I don't care how bad you think you are. You'd cry too, right? So um, you, it's, I believe it's a lot harder for the mother to separate the emotion of the physical need. 100%. To the emotion of the subconscious need. And if we take it out for a second, take it out of modern context, right? So there's this um, there's this research about, and it was different than the book you sent me, which I loved. Yeah, but great. in other cultures across the world, um, it's in like tribal cultures, it's very common for the the son to be with the mother 90% of the time, majority of the time, until they reach that age where they start to, and it's young, it's like between nine and 13, it's not like manhood, but it's when they're like, you're no longer your mother's son, you are now your father's man. Like you have have transitioned away from needing that life. And it's a very common motif, I did did read it in the book that you recommended, and and I've seen it in all different continents and tribal cultures. Yeah, that book's <clears throat> so the continuum concept. Everybody should read. If you're going to have children, I parent. I based a lot of my parenting off the continuum it's concept. Great. Yeah. And uh, you, I loved in that book where the mother becomes an actor because yeah. she knows it's time for my little man or little guy to become a man. Yeah. So they take the boy, they send him out into the wilderness, almost like 300 in the beginning yeah. of that movie where he goes out to kill the wolf or whatever, right? But once he does his thing. He comes back and as he's being taken away, the mother puts on a show of weeping and crying and wanting him back and he has to leave, right? But she puts on that show with all of her girlfriends in the tribe and then he leaves and then, but they're doing it on purpose, right? right? They're they're breaking this thing. They're breaking it. And when they break it and he comes back, they rejoice that this man got, oh, so do I, this man got brought back into the tribe and in reverse that into today, I mean, I just posted a thing on Instagram the other day. These two, four 14-year-old boys were at Publix. I was getting a sub. The mother ordered all of their subs for them, cut them into four <laughs> so that they wouldn't choke while they're eating their subs. I'm like, what the fuck world are we living in where these four 14-year-old boys came? My daughter's six and she orders her own food. Yeah. So when Aunt Taylor comes down. My son's three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sloan has always done that. And I've told her, we've been at restaurants. And I'm like, Aunt Taylor went to order. Ah, and she just stopped. And I was like, Sloan will order her food. Right? And at first she was shy. but And she didn't want to. And I'm like, baby girl, if you want to eat, you got to order your own food. Yeah. You know? There's nothing to be scared of. Like, we're being lying at Chipotle. I'm holding you. 
There's nothing to be scared of. But if you want chicken, you better speak up or you're not getting chicken. That's you, my husband. Yeah. But again, that's that strong. And it's interesting. Like, there's no wrong. And I think we're all coming into this and, like, we're all – you all find people. And I, I equate this to fitness. Like, you see somebody and you're like, damn, that girl's got this. She looks great. And I'm like, I'm going to, like, work on that. I'm going to do that in the gym. And you don't realize someone's looking at you having the same thoughts about you. Yeah. Like, we are all here as mirrors to help each other grow. So there's, like, there's no wrong. But there is awareness. And if this triggers you – like, I always love the likes, dislikes on, like, posts. Oh, yeah. Because if you dislike something, like, why is that? Because that's actually probably a good thing that it triggers you it if did. you give it the space to, like, sit with the emotion long enough yeah. to understand the why. Also, why do you have enough time to care? <laughs> yes, like, that's a whole other thing to unpack. In the case of parenting, like, and I know this because I was blessed with China and we were so young. We were like 20, I was 22, we were 25. So there was like, there was like no, there was no thinking. You yeah. just were there. Yeah. And now that Gabriel, I'm older, Gabriel's three, I, I got to experience, and I'm glad I did, all the mom um, guilt, the parent guilt about like, am I doing this this way and this? And just because it works for Dr. Rocco and me doesn't mean it needs to work for you. Like, it's really about coming to wholeness in yourself and like feeling what's best for your child, but not doing it out of place of, this is what everybody else is doing, so I should do it too. Yeah. And that's what really bothered me with the whole, like, let your kid do this, and he's not going to be dependent. And I'm like, it feels like there's thousands and thousands of years of neurons in my body telling me that that's wrong. Yeah, and you should and listen I, to that. And I'm going to, yeah. because I can't yeah. sleep at night. Ha, yeah, Even 100%. if he's in his room sleeping, I'm not going to yeah. sleep Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it goes against literally everything that we stand for. You know, I believe the innate intelligence is going to govern in all directions in your life. This is... Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, no. Like, this is a very common thing that comes up on this podcast. So, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it back over to you. But just setting the stage of we as adults are going to want to protect our kids. That is what we are meant to do. And there are crazies and creeps and all kinds of stuff out there. And you absolutely need to do that. Yeah. Like this world requires that. Hundred percent. But it also requires awareness. Like my son's three. Do I be putting on his shoes or can he do it himself? Yeah. Will it take longer? Yes. Is it gonna annoy the crap out of me because I'm trying to rush off? Yes. What am I doing if I don't let him do it? Yeah. What am I robbing him of? Yeah. It's, it's just that. Yeah. It's it's the mental. And you know what? There may be times where I'm going to put on his damn shoes because we are in a rush. Yeah. But it's just having the awareness and not running off of pure um, like reaction. Yep. That's what I want people to glean from this. Yeah. And I, you know, there's, well, off of what you said there, to, I do that with Sloan, of course, with the shoes, but with words. Okay. Oh. So, um, what was she trying to say the other day? It was a Harry Potter word. Yes. It was like six months ago. She loves Harry Potter. Um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. She got to come over. <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah, we'll, we had magic wands for yeah, days. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're going to make it happen. And, uh, man. Muggle? I don't remember what the word was. What's the context? Because I'll get it. I can't remember. Oh, um, I think it was Voldemort. Oh, or so, yeah, Something like that, right? It was Voldemort or something. And she was at the park. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if you know, you know. Okay. If you know, yeah. <laughs> um, we were at the park, and she was with another girl, and that girl couldn't say it. Uh-huh. So Sloan changed how she said it to how the girl said it. And I was like, whoop, stop that dead in his tracks right there. <laughs> and I was like, baby girl, you know how to say it. Please say it correctly. And so she like didn't want to do it because she didn't want to embarrass the other girl. That was That's beautiful. Yes, beautiful. But... I'm like, honey, you need to say the word correctly. And so we stayed there for like four minutes until she said the word correctly. And she said it correctly. 
And I'm like, cool, now we're going to keep saying that she kept saying it correctly. To the point where then the other girl. Did he appear magically out of thin air? No, oh, that was going to be I'd be like, where's my wand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out the Glock and tried to see if it worked. <laughs> um, so, but the girl ended up being able to say it at the end of this whole thing. Right. right. So don't degradate your own skills. Yeah, that's the right. teaching moment right yeah. there. And so the whole way home, we talked about that. We had a conversation. Sloan, we're never going to dim your light. Because you are the example for somebody else. And by doing it right, do you see how it taught her how to say it right? You know, and so I'm big with that. Or like, if she even knows a word and then she starts saying it like a baby for some reason. I'm like, well, hold on. Please say the word correctly. And so she says it correctly. And I'm like, okay. I make her say it correctly so that I know she's purposely doing it. And and that's okay. Play. Play is very different. But you, I don't allow her to play with the word until she says it correctly so I know she knows and her brain knows. It's little things like that. It's the same with the shoes. It matters and it's yeah. gonna matter in life. It's interesting. There's a whole there's a whole like study of the magic of spelling and and, and using words. Like they say like we lose two hundred and two words a year. And I always get feedback from friends and family, like I love the use of your language. Like I really do think we're all like modern day magic. Like we are here to like really use our power. Like you can be as woo-woo or as pragmatic as you want with that. But we're here to use our raw elements and our internal focus to make stuff happen. Like sounds like magic to me. It's the same thing. thing. But spelling has a very interesting um, weight and and lettering and the the whole curvature and there's like a whole study around it. Like calligraphy. It's so cool. Yeah, now you're going to make me want to go study that. Oh dude, I, I love it. There's this super cute lady that I watched on an Aubrey Marcus podcast and her whole thing was like uh, the spoken word in a way that sets it up for magic as if it's like spell casting, spelling. Yeah. And then in school when they do certain things and they're like degrading the words and it's just a very cool practice. Yeah. Well, I mean, words matter in how you say everything, right? I mean, it's, this is why I do declarations with my daughter. This is why I reframe things. Like, how are you doing today? I'm thriving. It looks awesome. very different than I'm doing good or I'm yeah. okay, right? So right. teach them to be authentic. Yeah, right? you know, and, and when you live from a thriving standpoint and that becomes your set point, you know, of course every day she's not going to be thriving. Right, and that's, and that's okay. It's absolutely okay. Yeah. But damn it, if her set point is thriving, then yeah. not thriving becomes good, yeah. not shit. You know, I mean, like, where where is our set point? It's like uh, T. Hart Becker talks about it, which is amazing. He's like, if you if you have a level two problem and you're a level five person, yeah. it's not a big deal. It, it's not a big yeah. deal. But if you're a level five person, you got a level nine problem. That's a really big fucking deal. Yeah. Become a level nine person so that the problems don't matter, right? They don't go away. We just adapt better to them. And I think setting a child up with the greatest adaptability possible is our job as parents. End of story. And so a few things here. Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same level, level of thinking that created the problem. Of course. Same thing you're saying. The, the, the empowering thing is you don't have to be born a level nine person. No. Most, most of the time you are born a level nine person and God bless and love your parents. They were doing the best they could. They made you a level four person the way we are making our children. Yeah. So the interesting thing here is it's like you are meant to fail forward in front of your kids. You are meant to show them that path. What fascinates me, and I can share this with you because of our more common interests, when I started this podcast, even before like this became like the path, I was researching like how they parented in Egypt, how they parented in China, how they parented in different <laughs> cultures. Because I'm like, we're pretty new yeah. in a global term of society. Yeah. Like, 
why am I going to say that what I'm doing is right? Because I saw it on a Pinterest post. Like, or, <laughs> right, feel right, right to yeah. me. And what I somebody really, with. Yeah. L5D mama page, you know, yeah. or whatever catchphrase they could do. Yeah. Which is, which is totally fine. Of course, everyone, I love it. I everyone love is it. just trying yes. to grow. But what it taught me is like in a lot of other cultures, there isn't this, I need to stop my life to become a parent and now I'm done. Yeah. And when I look at my parents, they didn't, they were not this like mentally uh, cognizant, but that is exactly what they did. They just lived. And because they lived, I aspire to be like them. Yeah. And that's the interesting part that we and our generation can put a framework around. Of course. I mean, I, it, I talked, I don't know if it was the last podcast I was on, but I talked about something similar to this. It was like, okay, if you go to the gym and you value health, well, if your kid doesn't see you go to the gym, how do they know to value health? Like, they got to know. I mean, even if they don't get the go, like, there are some gyms where the kids can go in. I mean, I grew up going with my dad. You know, we'd I'd sit yeah. there while he worked out. They're not going to let you do that. Yeah. But she still gets to go play in yeah. the play center while I'm going to the gym. So now she already has a love for the gym and loves going and understands that it's a daily part of our lives. Like, how, if you value eating healthy, like, well, are you eating healthy and then feeding your kid McDonald's? Because, like, whoa, yeah, you're sending mixed signals there. Like, do you value finances? Are you working? Like, my daughter, sometimes she decides to wake up. I get up at 6, 5.45 or 6. Some days she gets up at 6.30 because she just wants to sit there beside me while I'm working. That's awesome. Okay, well, now she's seeing that dad puts in right. the work and gets it done, and this is what it looks like. Yeah. Or I put her to bed at night, and she wants me to go right to bed with her. I'm like, well, baby girl, daddy's got to do a little bit of work first. Yeah. you know. And so she sees, okay, you stay up a little later, you get off a little earlier, you do this work. like these. If you don't show them, yeah. they don't know. And if you tell them, it means crap. Nothing means no. How many, how many yeah. times your parents tell you stuff that you didn't listen to, please? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they're going to get it from outside sources. So I think this is a great place to talk about a few things. And you could get poetic license to leave the neck however you okay. it. Um, I know that you co-parent. Yes. Um, I know that you um, obviously run a, a practice, you're a doctor. Yes. So the fact that you're so present, you're building a brand to help spread that awareness. I love that. But if you wanted to speak on, because you obviously have stuff happening in your life. It's not yeah. like you're just sitting around all day. Yeah. You have a lot to balance, yet you still prioritize Sloan's connection and her development. Yeah. I'd love to hear anything that comes to your heart around that. Exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be as raw as possible. So I'm, true. I'm fucking tired. <sighs> I probably break down and cry once every two or three weeks. Like, and I just do. I mean, it's... I feel like the weight of the world's on my shoulder all the fucking time because I, like I shared with you before, I'm in this big transition from the office and everything to creating this into a full-time business. Is food going to be on the table? Are all of these things going to happen? Am I going to be able to afford horse camp this uh, summer? Like all of these things weigh. They're I love real. The, I love the, the just being wrong. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, there's days where I won't eat because I'm so stressed and I'm just like, fuck, you know? And wow. I, but I, so a good day, a good example would be this weekend. I was supposed to leave town to do some work. It got canceled because Fort Lauderdale got like 20 yeah, inches of rain and yeah. like nothing everything happened. Yeah, everything <laughs> shut down. So I was like, all right, awesome. Well, I woke up Saturday morning and I was just melancholy, very, de I was depressed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I know it's because the weight of the world is on my shoulders. And it, it I, I hope to tell people this because it's normal. Like it's okay. Exactly. So, so I was like, all right, now it's my opportunity. I get to use the tools I have to work my way out of this and not stay here all day long. Because this is what I would teach Sloan. A lot of times I ask myself like when I'm doing something, 
and Sloan's not there. It's a mirror. It, if she if she had a camera of what dad was doing right now, would she approve? Because if she wouldn't, fuck, I shouldn't be doing that. So I'm like, okay, this is I can't job. hold her to a standard. I won't hold myself exactly. to that disintegrant. Yeah, I can't live that way. Yeah, so great. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Going to have a cup of coffee first because <laughs> that'll fucking do something. But when you're in that state, like that's a win. Yeah, get yeah. up and making a cup of coffee, it's a fucking win. Yeah. And I was like, let's go. So I got up and I made the cup. Or I actually went to Capital One because it's near where I live. I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It's coffee. awesome. It's awesome. So I went and got a, a coffee, and I'm like, All right, and now you're up. You're moving. You're out. Out. Fresh energy. Something's fresh. starting to happen, and I'm like drinking it, but but it's still like it. Not not much is changing. I'm like, okay, all right, Jim. And then I was like, oh, before before gym, I was like, okay, well, I am deficient in protein. I haven't eaten very much protein the last three days. Well, there's an absolute link to depression and lack of protein. Interesting. So I'm like, okay, ribeye. When you got a ribeye, put it on the At grill. Like 10 in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. So I eat the entire ribeye. And I'm like, I don't know if that was enough. So I drink 50 grams of protein. So now I have like all the food for the day already in me in like 45 minutes because I'm just like, do it, you know? So then I'm like, all right, gym without puking. So because I still wasn't there, right? So I was like, okay. So um, so I went to the gym, did like legs, because I know legs are the best way. Legs feed the wolf. So let's really drive on the legs and hamstrings and glutes. So I did that, dragged ass through the whole workout, didn't want to do it, didn't want to be there, had no motivation, was still depressed. Like it's still there, but you're still doing the. But things. I'm doing the fucking thing because yeah. I'm like I'm not staying in here, this, yeah. right? It's a, how can I tell Sloan feel the fear and do it anyways, and then we stay in this thing. Yeah. So at this point, it's like one. I'm like, all right, now the sauna for 20 minutes because I'm gonna sweat this bitch out, you know. So I'm like, I don't get, you know. So now I'm gonna help this. I want to drag your ass to the pinball. <laughs> <laughs> just it. Right, yeah. right. And so now I'm in the now I'm in the sauna, and I'm like, okay. I leave the sauna. I go home. I have brain tap. I don't know if you've ever heard of brain tap. Okay, so I yeah. use the brain tap. Yeah, yeah. I love brain tap. I hate meditating. Yeah. So I was like, if I hate meditating, how can I augment and get the benefits? Brain tap. Done deal. It's awesome. I love it. And so then I got home and I brain tapped. All right. At this point, after all of that, I got this little shot in the arm of like, you can you can get a little workout. Like there there was I was starting to tip the scales yeah. right of it, and. Um, so I went to the cigar lounge because it's one of my favorite things to do. So I sat at the cigar lounge, I smoked a cigar, was starting to get out of it, worked my way till by 6 p.m. Like, and it was a Saturday that normally I would have had things to do, but I, like, the universe blessed me with a day of nothing to do because everything got shut down and that's what it is, right? And this is not a typical day, but the one I want to interject here is like, this is a self-care day, however that looks to you. Like as parents, there are going to be freaking days, weeks yeah. where you're just running and we don't have the ability to do that. So sometimes we are going to have to dig, dig, dig ourselves out to get to a place of homeostasis so we can just then yeah. grow. Yeah. But I love that you recognize it and you're like, I'm going to go from there. Yeah. Well, it, I had to do something, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, this isn't going to change. So I did that. Then I walked back home and it was still fucking there. And so I, the point I'm trying to drive home is that it's normal. Like it's okay, right? Something was off in my life and I wasn't on the trajectory that, so that's what I believe depression and anxiety is. It's just the body giving you a warning sign. Something's fucking wrong. Yep. We don't want you going through this, this course. Yep. Well, I've got the weight of the world on me and I know the direction I want to go. And it's very evident when I think about that direction, there's no anxiety or depression, right? But getting there fast enough was what's was causing, actually causing it. Resistance. So then I ended up getting in the shower. I took my daughter's steps stool. I sat in the shower for 40 minutes with the hot water on and just sat there. <laughs> and then my girlfriend came over and we walked down the avenue. We got pizza. I smoked another cigar on the way back, 
by the time I went to bed, it was gone. That's awesome. It took all fucking day. All day. Isn't that, you know what's interesting as you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, because we're, we're, even if we don't try to be, at some level we're all self-absorbed. It's like, you don't think our kids have days like that? Right. And, and do they have space in this life, in this crazy world of freaking piano lessons and soccer? And, do they have space to have two minutes to themselves? Yep. See, and I, I make sure she does. She's always allowed to tell me she needs time, she needs space, she needs alone time in the room. But she's six. Yeah. What about the two-year-old? Yeah. Who doesn't oh, know yeah. that? Like that decompression time. Yeah. And that's something like Gabriel is in this cute phase now. And it's funny because I am aware of my, my maternal um, drive. And he's like, Mommy, um, no one's with me. I'm lonely. And so I'll come and I'll kiss him. And I'm like, Mommy is happy to sit here with you, but this is your time for you. Yeah. I don't want to dictate what that looks like for you. This is your time to, you know, sit with Be it. Creative. Yeah. And it's interesting at his age, like everything's so immediate. So if he's like, there was a sad moment today. That's all he'll describe yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. I, I try so hard. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, stay in that emotion unnecessarily, but I really want him to feel it. And then I want to redirect him to another emotion. Yeah. We had um, an amazing life coach um, on the other day, a doctor, talking just about that. We are not depressed. Like, they talk about teenage, teenage depression, teenage anxiety. She's like, it drives her crazy because they're going they're so pill happy these physicians they're like they're not depressed they're humans having a season or a moment of depression right. we're not giving them the tools to experience another emotion and That's i would it. argue what are you layering on top of that right. what you, how much yeah. exercise are they getting how much TikTok time are they getting on their phones have they been outside and breathed fresh air have they yeah. been just with their phone none of my friends were depressed because we broke front of mics to each other's house and just did dumb shit outside yeah like we didn't exactly. scroll and have dope i mean you could stack all this stuff on top of it but having space to even just be with your friends and not be okay, especially as a woman, right. like I'm, not, I understand that I'm not going to be able to help Sloan through every single event in her life because I am her father, and there are things I, my job, I believe, is to create a space where she can come to me with anything, and I'm working really hard at creating that now. I also realize that I'm her father, and times may come where it's easier to go to mom, or it's easier to go. You know, I mean, you have a sexual experience; it's not very good, like. Dad's going to probably want to kill somebody. <laughs> Maybe it's better to talk to mom about that thing, you know, or your girlfriends. Like, I understand that that's okay, but you can always come to me, and my job is to keep my cool now. Yeah. But if I don't keep my cool now at six, she's not going to want to do it later in life. But well, even their friends are an outlet for them. 100%. The groups that they're hanging out with, like, it's okay to, to have that. And, you know, I mean, going back to the co-parenting thing, or, well, how I juggle everything, it's... I don't have a great way to tell you how besides you just keep fucking going. Yeah. Like when it, and I and think that's, that's right. purpose. I can appreciate that. That's purpose, yeah. right? Because the bigger picture and the purpose allows me to handle all of that because I would have quit this a while ago. Right. That makes sense. Like, yeah, I would have just been like, I don't want to deal with all this stuff. And um, so it is heavy. It is hard. I think it's very normal. I think dads struggle with it all the time yeah. because you have nobody to tell it's hard to. And there is really no relief coming. The relief coming is you build exactly what you want with the vision you want. Yeah. And if you don't have a vision, there is no relief coming. So right. like, let's get clear on your vision. Like, what do you want it to be like? Do you want to have, like my goal, September 1st through January 1st, I don't ever want to have to physically be somewhere because I want to be able to go elk hunting, deer hunting, spend time in the fall in the north because I love it, and then spend holidays with my family traveling or going wherever I want. So I don't want to physically have to be in a location. Okay, well, that vision then needs to have a plan, and then I get to execute the plan and make it happen. Yep. 
it's going to be stressful. Yeah. But if you want that life, you got to just. I had a I had a spiritual teacher. I think teachers are so important in every facet of life. I have business coaches. I have like spiritual coaches, and I yep. had a spiritual coach that said, like, if not this, then what? Mm-hmm. And it's like that's not a that's not like a one time statement. That's like what they call it in uh, Buddhism. It's like a noam. It's like something that you repeat. It's like a life adage. If not now, then what? Or if not this, then what? If not this, then what? If you weren't achieving this goal, you would either be unhappy because you're not living your breathing your heart's full potential yeah. or you'd be chasing something else. So there's, there's nothing wrong. It's all good. It's just having the perspective of where you are. I would, I would wonder, this, I actually thought about this on the way here. I wonder what the, so suicide and mental health is a big thing right now. <clears throat> and I wonder what the rate of entrepreneur and people who have a vision Wow. and what, their suicide rate is opposed to somebody working for somebody else and not having a vision. Is. Amazing. That's a great thought. Because you have something to anchor to with this and you have nothing to anchor to with this. Because and your brain's growing. Like your brain's doing what it's supposed to do. It's creating new mental synapses and connections and, and it's physically growing. You're yeah. living in crescendo, not diminuendo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a good thought. And, and to me, it just makes sense. Like yeah. I was, I was at the gym the other day. I was in the sauna. This kid's I don't know if he can drink any. He looks young, but I don't know. I feel like it's hard to tell anymore, you know? But I know he's not in high school, so let's just put him at 21, okay? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I know where he lives, and I take my daughter down there. They're a little poor happy. I'm just going to say, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, she's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he's, I'm talking to him, and we're just talking or whatever. And he was, he, I can't remember what he asked me a question about, but we just started talking. And he was telling me that he's trying to break this cycle that he's in on social media and not really feeling he has a purpose and not wanting this lifestyle. And he's like, I, I've decreased this and that. And he's like, tell me all these things that he's going to stop doing. And he stopped hanging out with some of his friends because one of his friends uh, lives at home, has an $1,100 BMW payment plus the insurance. And I'm like, what, what? <laughs> I don't even have a car payment like that, yeah. you know? And so, but he's like, I don't want whatever this is. That's great. And so I saw him, Two days ago, actually the day I was depressed, I saw him Saturday in the sauna. I'm like, of course this kid's here, right? Yeah. So like now I'm depressed and this kid's here and he's like, oh he's my God. Looking to you for uh, yeah, he's like looking at me for advice and I'm like, bro, I got no energy. But you know, but he's he's in there and he's talking to me. He like quit social media, he quit hanging out with his friends. He's almost done stopping vaping. And he's like, everything is starting to turn up. I'm like, listen to me very carefully. You live in your generation, you're 21 years old. To rise to the top of people within five years of you is so fucking easy. All you have to do is be disciplined and delay the gratification. And you'll become one of the top people in whatever field you want to be in. Right. And it's just like. And you have the space as not a parent right now to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Go after it. You know, whatever it is, man. I don't this is the thing you it teach is. your kids. It's exactly what you teach your kids. You know, I, I, my, I pray that my daughter at 12 years old comes to me and is like, I don't want to go to school anymore because it's useless. Let's build a business. Done. Done. I, will never, I mean, that's kind of like she, she is homeschooled privately, but the curriculum is amazing. She chooses it, yep. but she's building Snacks by Nature with me. It yep. was her vision where we co, we co-built this brand. And now I'm learning as a business owner, you know, understanding this, all the, the tax incentives for having your kids be part of your business. And like, it's, I've had this, such a mind shift with taxes and this is hysterical, but you know what parents like, this is real. Like again, yeah. statements. there's like the victim mentality and then like real, like I always thought like, it's so bad to say, but it's so true. Like, oh, you know, the more the more income you make, the more that you're taxed, and it's true. 
But if you really understand it and get with someone that understands the tax incentives, if you do the things that the government is laying out for you, they are doing it in service of the community. They want business owners. Yeah. But if you start to do, like understand these yeah. things, it's a freaking gift. It is. But you just have to understand it. They want you to gift your children and bring your children into your your business. And but not even just your children, you're rewarded for all aspects of it. You know, I mean, you're, you're definitely rewarded by it. There are specifically tax incentives for all that. We're about to lose power. <laughs> That's crazy. That's all right. I love it. No, um, and the, I, I love all that stuff. I I love that she's helping you with it. I think that'll last. That's so much more valuable than any type of schooling you're ever going to get. You know, and why not foster it? Look, how you got where you are in life, I'm guessing, and how I got where I got in life, I know, is I basically failed my way here. This worked, this didn't. This worked, this didn't. Get rid of the thing that didn't work, double down on the thing that did. Get rid of the thing that didn't work, double down on the thing that did. You're cutting out years of that by letting her start at 15, 14, whatever. You know, like just, we're going to start to build this thing together and guide them. And then the beautiful thing is you and your youngest, Gabriel, is that yeah. correct? Okay. Well, when he wants to come up and do it, think of how your team is going to be 10 years down the road of what you'll be able to offer him in a team setting. You know, it's not just going to be you figuring it out with them. It's like, look, this is how I have a team. Yeah. We can build it with this team. Come yeah. on. I mean, that's amazing. Right? And uh, I love it. I love you, it. you have siblings? I do. You're the oldest? Uh, well, I got two. I got an older stepbrother and older stepsister. And then I have my youngest sister who's actually four. Okay. She's, she's a little younger than I am. So it's interesting. This is a, like, I, I'm the youngest of two. And I, I would say Shekinah is our oldest. I see like this common thread with like these, you know, by like in the in the nuclear sense, the older sibling, where it's like they're carving the path like the machete through the, you know, through the yeah. forest. And that makes a that makes a beautiful entrepreneur or you know yeah. politician. It's like someone who's gonna like carve their way. They understand that they're gonna have to fail fast. That they they they're not expecting an easy path. Like they want that. They crave it because they understand that they get the control once they do it. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And when Ron and I talk about this all the time, like over a glass of wine, it's like, our children have very different understanding and, and frameworks of life. And we actually have to try and like remind Gabriel oh, yeah. of what he's, what he's blessed into that he doesn't yeah. know. And she kind of got, she kind of knew Monroe and I when we were in a like a, a one bedroom apartment. And she was sleeping on our couch. Yeah, you know. And, I mean, Sloan and I sleep in a one bedroom right now. Yeah, you know, and, and there's nothing. There's no, but she gets to see Dad working way out. Exactly, which is beautiful. And that is gonna that's that's invaluable. What I that's agree. gonna do for them. I agree. But I don't think it's to say like you're screwed if you're not the first kid. I'm obviously the third, and I was. Um, you know, my brothers were both very successful and I was like, oh shoot, I'm going to be the black sheep or I'm going to be the one who's different. <laughs> right. And then I had that something to prove off my shoulder. We're like, no, I want to do, I want to do yeah. something great in this world. Yeah. So everything has its place, everything. but it's just, it's just an interesting perspective. And I, you know, I read, don't quote me on this, but I believe I read somewhere that most Olympic athletes and the best athletes and families are the youngest. Because they have to keep up with the older ones. So at a younger age, they see, again, observing and doing, they see an older brother of eight running and riding a bike. So at three, they're like, give me a bike. I'm going with them. You know, it's Legit Gabriel's reading. Yeah. We were reading last night, and it actually was the word bike. And he said Vic. And I was like, oh, my God. It was so exciting. My kids are three, like, two weeks ago. Because they just observed. Well, he's he's kind of doing it. Yeah. And it's just second nature. And which is also kind of fascinating, like, what are we limiting? The human potential oh, is so unlimited. Yeah. We use ten percent of our brains, and yet, I don't know. Like that's a bigger, like that's just a pontification. But what are we limiting our kids? On? I think about that all the time. Like I, I can't remember the exact age that Vanderbilt was when he 
took over the family fortune, but it was like somewhere between 18 and 24. I went to his the Biltmore and I was listening yeah. to the audio. I was yeah. like, what? Like yeah. kids 18 taking over a family fortune. The people who wrote the, our constitution yeah. were like 25 years old. Right. You know, like but I a 14 year old can't order a sub. Right. 14 year old can't order a sub. <laughs> like that's where we've gone. Could you imagine if one of those dudes was standing in there? He'd be like, what? You know, I mean, it's insane. And I don't think that our children have to be able to write the constitution, but they can start a business. Yeah. They can do these things. We're, and, and again, I mean, the reason my daughter's in Waldorf school, the reason she's awesome. in home school is That's because awesome. I'm not going to indoctrinate her with dumb, useless, numb, numbing out things. Right. And I think it's the same with, again, dad being head of the household in quotations, everybody relax if you're not watching it, but in establishing that he's the authority to the subconscious, he's programming the children with everything he does. And dad will always be the one that whether it's mom, whether it's the boy or the girl, they're always going to see dad as the authority in that aspect, if you allow it. So <laughs> either dad programs them or Disney does. Yeah. But you chose which one. Yeah. Disney didn't choose to program your kid. You let Disney program you chose your kid. To you Disney. chose to let Disney because you didn't do it. Right. Sorry. I have a very interesting thought on this. Yeah. Like in our personal relationship, like my we're like very 50-50, but like it's interesting because obviously Monroe and you met him, he's like a very physical big guy. Yeah. He's like very present, but he's also so nurturing and like understanding. And then you have me, obviously like diminutive and, and diminutive in like comparison, but a very strong personality, but he gives me that space. And I feel like he's giving me like the structure backbone for me to thrive. So he's taught me a very valuable lesson. Like when I was growing up, I thought femininity and masculinity were very like, like the gender roles. Yeah. And I didn't really understand. Yeah. And you said like, not to get like in the woo, they could be like positive and negative, yin and yang. Yeah, I talked about a different podcast, but it, it's like, he's giving me the structure. Like I'll give you the best example on our second day. Our, well, one of our, one of our first days, he took me to a church service with him. Um, Samoan church in Seattle. Like I still remember going to his youth service. And talk about the difference between being male and being a man. <clears throat> this was such a cool, it was such a cool sermon. It was like males want to like, like sow the seed, plow the field, but men want to cultivate the earth. Mm. And it needed many examples of that. I still remember that. That was like 10 years ago. Mm. And I still very much remember like, oh, I think he's this one. And like, I'm, I'm here for it. And now I realize like I'm the garden. Like he's allowed me to be yeah. what, what I've grown to be. And it's the same thing for our children. And the same thing, you know, that women, it depends if you're a co-parent or if you're, it doesn't matter. Like we are doing that for our children. So I think that's beautiful, but it, you could hear what you said and easily go to like, oh, he's like controlling. And I take it as, and you'll understand in a second when you explain to the audience, yeah. the whole doctor portion of what you yeah. do and the whole integration, but you're doing something very in service where you're like tuning into someone and understanding what she needs. And giving her like this is very higher level masculinity, and yeah. I just really learned that in the past few years. Yeah, and I think so. Your dynamic is very much like my best friend Bree and her her husband Barry's dynamic. It's very much like that, and I I'm more let's say I kind of play both of the roles in my household because I have to right now. I I trust her mom. I think her mom is a great mother, but I don't know what goes on over there all the time. I, you know, I, and I am very particular in how I do things. So it's, there is that dynamic. I, so my logo is actually designed off of what you just talked about. Oh, wow. So it's me holding 
this and my daughter's dancing on it. That's so awesome. the way I perceive the masculine, I perceive the or men, man, is you're supposed to be the stable structure of the universe, unwavering, unmovable, unshakable. And when you have a stable structure, you can create anything on top of it. And you are the creation. And you are the creation. Create, yeah. So, so beautiful. that's where the logo comes from. That's how I... I also see how that causes so much friction between men and women. And it causes so much <laughs> so friction much. between men and women, right? And it does. And you learn... I mean, there's tons of people that talk about being able to learn about how to communicate with each other. It's not my forte. But I'm learning it with my daughter, right? But she sees dad as this stable structure that she gets to be this beautiful thing and create upon, right? And if that's crying or if it's being crazy or if it's being loud or if it's being whatever wild thing she chooses to be that day it's okay to be that in the presence of this and i view that stable structure or whoever plays the role of that stable structure is the is the highest level authority to communicating to the subconscious mind so i have a question on this because this is interesting to me so you are obviously like everything about you just comes across as very like stable and very masculine but the cool thing is that doesn't translate to like being like inaccessible like you show Sloan when you're not feeling a oh, certain yeah. way yeah and I think and, and to me, then that is not a traditional maybe I'm over generalizing that's not a traditional masculine trait when you think of it like the way our parents 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 it was yeah. like don't show feeling yeah you are very much showing her all of your emotion but that you're able to still do that control them exactly you, like you feel the I teach her all the time feel, feel your feelings no. but we're not staying in the feelings okay. so she she gets that message that's all awesome. the freaking time. I want you to feel everything that you need to feel. All of it. But we aren't fucking letting them control us. Yeah. That's freaking, that's, that's gold. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been a time I was literally sitting on the couch crying. Like her and I were going at it. I couldn't, I was losing it. My stress was yes. through the roof. I wasn't parenting the way I want to parent. Like everything was just. Never happened to anybody. Yeah. Ne- all right. Never happened to anybody <laughs> except me. And the perfectionist in me is like breaking down because I'm like, this is what I want to. So I just put my hands in, like, I was like this, and I start crying. Yep. And she sits beside me, changes immediately. She changes all of her emotions of immediately. And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I feel like I'm failing you as a father because that's how I felt. And why would I hide how I'm feeling from her? Yep. That's not going to do anything. And then anything. what you just did not accomplish in 20 minutes of yelling was just accomplished. Yeah, it just accomplished. And she sits there and she puts her arm around my shoulder and she's like, no, Dad, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, hey! <laughs> yeah. I, just, I mean, like, now I'm going to start crying, right? So I, like, start crying. I'm like, shit. But, you know, I, I, I want to be as raw with her as possible. But then she saw me work my way out of the emotions. It's okay. You know, we're allowed to have them and you should have them. And you should share that you have them. Yes. Because it's like you're it's like you're telling your kid, like, this is a crappy example but it's like I can think of like I love I love you when you're all cute and you're put together and you're polished but when you're in your pajamas and your hair's a mess I don't love you you would never say that because yeah. you love them in both however we're doing it every day with their emotions yeah every freaking day yeah. and like I saw it with Shekinah now it's very interesting with Shekinah because she's not biologically from your body yeah so like I know when Ron and I talked about this when, when she was younger all the time like this is how I knew that they were my family and yeah. this is a whole spiritual component like way way beyond the scope of this podcast but it's like there were times where I was 22 and single and going to the gym and a month later I had a kid um, by any, but so and a four year old kid. Right. Yeah. So there were days where I'm like, wow, I was really dealt with some very interesting things that I had to immediately feel the feels and decide, I don't care. That is not, that is not happening. That's not how we are going to do this. 
Yep. And you have to just make a decision. You know, and it's, it's, again, in control of your emotions, which I'm not a Navy SEAL. I don't know any Navy SEALs, but I would imagine that's what they're taught. Like, look, if someone were to come into my home, I don't get the opportunity to feel scared. I have to act right away. The masculine needs to shut the fucking emotions off yeah. and put a bullet through his head. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Then I can go back and feel the emotions. So there are times when you teach your kid that too. Yeah. Right? Like, there, there are times you just got to handle shit. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Like, whatever that situation is, whatever's happening on the playground, like, you know, letting kids work things out on their own. Like, some kids just slung yeah, at the park exactly. the other day. And I'm like, well, baby girl, there's a few things we need to look at here. One, he's allowed to shush you. Because we live in America and you can shush people. Why did it offend you that he shushed you? Why did it bother you? You know, well, because I was very polite and I said all these things. I'm like, okay, you did the right thing. Your job is to always do the right thing and let other people do whatever they need to do. Exactly. You know? Then she was like, okay. You know, kind of went about her thing. And then came back again. He shushed her again. I'm like, okay. Baby girl, what are you going to do about it at this point? Like, you have to figure it out. I think she's cuddling up with you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to yeah, and I'm like, well, now it's time for you to go figure it out. Like, figure out how to communicate with this person and why they're doing that, but you don't stop doing the right thing, you know, and, and handle it. And wow, you said, oh, man, there was something you said that I was like, oh, I wanted to, to break off about that, but I can't remember what it was. We were talking about something else. No, no, it's all good. I, I like what you're talking about is very like, I know she's in Wal a Walter school, like um, Gabe's daycare is like kind of Montessori to Waldorf, like yeah. composite. And it's interesting, like, they teach you in the in those curriculums like if the kid doesn't want to share, they don't have to share. Yeah. And I find it fascinating because in one level we are communal creatures, and I also think what we talked about earlier, like where are we uh, inhibiting our children, and like do we have it figured out? Like are we really great co-creators? Right. So like maybe I shouldn't juxtapose what I got going on in my like limited framework over my kid, but then you get the mom looking at you, and it's so interesting. Like when my and I don't feel bad saying this, but when my kid is the one being like. Put a picked on, like I don't. I'm not the mom to jump in because I I want to see what he does. Yep. And I want to show him that like, but and in a lot of cases, like this just happened the other day. People, the other mom jumped in so fast. Yeah. But it's like when your kid is the one hurting someone or the aggressor, yeah. then it's like okay, then we correct and later we have to come. Yeah, you have to, you <laughs> yeah. have to self. I mean, you, you do. You're like, look, I understand you got frustrated. The answer is not hitting somebody, which brings up why you don't hit kids. And you know, I, I and I had told you before this. I hit someone. I stopped. Like I didn't spank her. Didn't flog her. But you know, I mean, I spanked her. You know, and get the tar in the feather. It was, yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> The first, you know, year and a half or two years, I had done that, and then I realized, like, whoa, well, what if she hits me? I'm not going to be okay with that. So then, how can I be okay hitting her? And then send the message: Dad's allowed to hit you when you do something wrong, but if I do something wrong, you can't hit me. And the boy, that's really fucking confusing. And then violence is the answer. So when you get to the playground and someone does something you don't like, you're going to punch him in the fucking face, and I'm going to get mad at you, and the police are going to. get That doesn't work. Yeah. Like what, the message you just sent to the subconscious do not work. So I'm right. like, it's got to go. It's is that amazing? Right now. And, and Jim Carrey said something at a commencement speech about like the fact that we all like just what you just went through in that diatribe of five seconds was the, the like gauntlet of human emotion that you would feel like we are not emotional teaspoons to reference Harry Potter. Yeah. We yeah. have so yeah. much going on. And you've got more than one feeling at a time. I teach on that all the time too. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And, and to think that there are how many of us now? What's like 8 billion? Like what's the running? What's the running quote? A lot. There's a lot of us. Like Jim Carrey said like we actually pretty damn good to consider how much but everyone has their different emotions that they're feeling. They have different upbringings around those things. So it's like, it's kind of a mixed freaking bag. Yeah. And and to think that we can 
yet, and this is why I love the energy component, why that's so fascinating to me as a human being, yet, despite all of that, when you put these kids in a room, like when I go pick up Gabriel, I do not let him see me for two, three minutes. I just watch him. Yeah. And they are in the most synchronistic, co-creative, beautiful, quiet space. And it's like, we are emotional beings. We are meant to co-create. So yeah. we, despite all those differences and all the crap that like these little bodies have dumped on them, they're still able to they, thrive. And they all want to get along together. Yeah. And when they don't get along together, it usually is a belief system that a parent has imprinted upon them. But and this it, is yeah. why I love this yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. so for instance, the mom that jumped in, well, the mom that jumped in for their child just sent a message that mom is always going to be here to protect you and always run back to mom. Well, mom can die someday. So you're eventually not going to be able to do that in life. Like those little things imprint on the subconscious at that age. And so you have to pay attention. It's the same with the child falling and how you react and all these things. Like you look, it's okay to co-regulate. That's an okay thing to do, but you need to learn how to regulate your own stuff. And so if you fall and scrape your knee, regulate it. Like teaching her how to regulate her own emotions, her own pain response, how she does things, controlling it all in her mind. These are, all of these little things matter to the subconscious mind. And then we wonder why we got to order our kids fucking sub at 14 years old <laughs> I was thinking and get it cut into four. You know, it's just like, I mean, it was absurd. And I, it, I remember if I was that age and my mom would have told me to cut the sub into four and she ordered it for me, I would have then ordered any other sub because she ordered it for me. Yeah. And then I would have been like, don't fucking cut it. I'm going to eat the whole goddamn sub. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Just because just I'm like, spite. yeah, just out of spite, which has its own issues, I understand. But like, I mean, that's to me how a, a male 14 year old should be. You should be rebellious, you should be angry, you should be trying to figure it out. Mom, I don't want you to tell me how to do it. I'm gonna be a man, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to. Like, I have a nephew who's a, an incredible, incredible kid and, and he's very respectful, but they, they, I love when I see those moments and I'm like, good, he's a man. Yeah. Or like, even my son, like there's a, in the Hawaiian culture, there's this little leprechaun, uh, like mythical creature called a menehune. Okay. And they're like small, they're basically the size of my son, <laughs> but they're adults. <laughs> and they're like, they create stuff, they're really cool. So we call him the little menehune, he like runs around and he gets that energy and like, I, I heard or I see people like trying to quell that and I'm like, no, like let him go out and like, that's freaking country was built, man. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, thank God someone's going to be there for my daughter. I worry about that. I really worry about that. Oh, you know, and I, because my, again, I think as a father, to, something else you mentioned in there, when it was like the child is, you know, our schools encourage the child to share their emotions or feel their emotions. Well, if they don't want to feel or share their emotions, that's perfectly fine. But maybe it's the communication style of why they don't want to share them. Right. Maybe you ask them in a different manner, like, hey, why don't you teach me how you're handling that? Why don't you teach me how you're doing that? Why don't you teach me how you're – and then when exactly. they start to teach you, now they, they realize they have value. Yes. And now they have tools. And so that you've just taken something they were shy about and gave it value. That's a real educator. Like, That's a real huge. educator. But they're so, so squished in their own, like – uh, KPIs and stuff in the school system that's very difficult. My mom graduated, graduated. She retired, she graduated. She matriculated at 60. Um, she graduated from being a teacher. <laughs> she retired from being a teacher. And it like. Well, she kind of did graduate. She did. Yeah, she, a, she made it. Yeah. Um, and like, she was a true educator at heart. And I've met hundreds. I don't, they are out there. And God bless you. I I have a teacher friend that lives right down the street. She's incredible. Mr. Feeney. Boy Meets World. Yes, Swan's gonna yes. definitely watch Boy Meets World. Oh my God, it's such a good <laughs> uh, Gabriel right now is watching Gullah Gullah Island. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like the best. I love, I love that stuff. It's yeah. so good. 
So can you please explain to our audience what you do for work okay. and then integrate that to your connection to like, you say that you speak to her subconscious. You have a um, responsibility to guide the subconscious. I'd love you to connect those two things, but I think that's going to be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Here's a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a present. Um, so let's, I'm going to keep it as 30,000 foot view as I can and not try and go too crazy with it. But your brain and spinal cord. Are you talking what you do? I'm a chiropractor. Um, I don't do the popping and cracking. I do things very, very different than everybody else does. I actually work with the vibration of the spinal cord. So why I think that's important is we have found through, if you guys are interested, you can look up Al Briggs. He found adverse mechanical cord tension, right? It, it changes the vibrational frequency of the spinal cord. In essence, your spinal cord is a better identifier of who you are than your fingerprint. That's crazy. By the way, it vibrates. The yeah, specific yeah. vibration. The specific it's vibration. Cool. So that vibration, we can actually, it's been entrained off people that we're near on a regular basis. Makes so sense. we'll talk I about that. With that. Yeah. yeah. So, which actually cool because Silva, I don't know if you ever heard of Silva, but he talked about how be, with your partner, you should actually sleep in a twin size bed back to back before he knew about any of this. That's so cool. Right. And so it's like, oh, of course he, you know, so that is how it works. And so it's funny because Sloan and I, we sleep in the same bed together and, you know, usually I'll fall asleep and she'll be here. We always end up back, back to back. back. We do always. too. Is that weird? Yeah. But to me, well, it's not because maybe, it's the closest part of your vibrational yeah. spinal cord. What are you doing train on Maybe that's, other. um, maybe that's some spooky. Maybe that's innate in our It, it is. Right? And an innate emotional regulator or yeah. whatever it is, right? A connection device. It's fascinating. So this spinal cord vibrates and when you deal with any type of stress, thoughts, traumas, toxins, whatever it is, work, it doesn't matter what the stress is, that spinal cord gets pulled. And when it gets pulled, head of hair tie, whatever, when it gets pulled, it puts tension on the brain, puts tension on the spine and puts you into fight or flight, which is an emotional response we don't want to be in. That emotional response can go a myriad of different directions. It can shut our entire frontal lobe off, make us function in our lower brain, um, the brainstem, which its job is to fight, feed, and fuck, like we were talking about before, look at society. Like we're sold sex, we're sold fighting, and we're sold food on every corner. Yeah. Okay? Because that's where everybody lives in this brain. This is why people have a hard time creating. Yeah. So if the, there's so much tension. You have more emotional tissue in your spine than anywhere else in your body. So if it's twisted and tortured, emotional system's a disaster. Not to mention the fact that your spine controls 7 trillion cells. Right. And if that vibration to all those cells is... You're gonna feel right, and even if you're gonna create, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna attract and suck all that in like a vortex because the universe like attracts like. It's that simple, you know. There's no way around it. So all of that's coming in, and you feel the weight of the world. And so when I start adjusting you in this certain way, and we open up that spinal cord, we allow your divinity to shine through. We allow the spine to open up. We allow the brain. I love it, right? I'm like, I'm just so happy right now to know that someone's made that connection. Yeah, and that you even take it a step further to the subconscious. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's the it's it, amazing uh, it, to me. It's the highest level of physical healing we can do. Wow, physical healing because again, there's yeah. you know, all the other aspects. But so for me, then I started asking myself, okay, well, what's creating everything in the body? So I wanted to know the underlying current that did everything. And so I spent basically ten years studying consciousness and how it works, wow. and came to the determination that what we call the subconscious mind because whether there is one or not, it doesn't matter, but there's something that's being imprinted upon. It has to, it has to have a highway to act out its operating system. Yep. Okay. 
And that highway is the brain and the spinal cord to all the trillion cells, and the trillion cells send information back and go back. And so, whatever, very much like the matrix. Whatever you put in this subconscious, you yeah. can just type in, you know, jujitsu, and Neo can do jujitsu. Like it, it, it's literally that fast yeah. if you can operate it in that that that. Sense. Which is why you see people. You might not be there because you might not get that level of vibration, but at least you're aware of it, so that's good. Yeah. That's why you see people and they like create these things like nothing. Great manifesting. And you do all the time. You just don't do it with things that you really want. <laughs> yeah. you really want. Because, which we can talk about because you have too much of an emotional attachment to it yeah. and you're actually pushing it away in consciousness because you don't believe you deserve it. Exactly. And so that's why affirmations don't work and whatever. We can talk this. about all this. I love kinds this. Of this is great. So I was like, okay, if I clear this system, and I allow this to vibrate at its divine frequency. And like we were talking about before, I kind of think of it like a pharaoh's, you know, staff is awesome. here and links all the way down. It's this big golden light that goes up and out to the, the system. And if it's doing that and it has no interference whatsoever, now consciousness can come in, right? Pure consciousness that is unadulterated and isn't being filtered. Awesome. When that happens, you have direct access to the subconscious. Yes. And you can start to imprint upon it. You, the can, way write you, want. Code, you yeah. can write the code. You can write the code. Put the jujitsu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can put the building slide. Yeah, right? whatever you want. You can put it in there, and then it gets imprinted on all the cells. And so, this is why I'm so big on imprinting on my daughter the important things and the values and the things that I want. And this is when affirmations and declarations actually matter right. because the subconscious is taking it as truth. Yes. So, like what you because mentioned, she's young and she's this young, is the doesn't frame know of that this is the frame of reference. There's no limitations. This is her foundation it's for it. her to build yep. the rest of her life. For the rest of her life. And so, again, like you mentioned, you actually are born a level nine or ten person, and you're taught to be a level four person, right? So, I don't. I'm trying very hard not to teach her to be a level four person. So, I'm implementing all of these things that are literally limitless behaviors yeah, onto exactly. a limitless being, which we are yes. finding out now is a real thing through neurology, right. and. It, she then gets to expand on those. And so I'm doing it through this, this channel of not having that roadblock. And then not to mention that roadblock can cause disease and sickness and whatever. I mean, of course, it, all of these other things yeah. that it can do. But for me, I want her in, again, if that is open, your adaptability or what I would call your survival value is through the roof. Yeah. And that's what we want more of. And, and that also fuels the thriving. Like, we are meant to be alive. You think that means you meant to have, like, a golden spoon and all this stuff? No, you're human. You would find a way in 10 minutes to be dissatisfied with that and want something else. This is yeah. not about the things. It is no. about achieving and striving and growing and changing and what used to make, give you purpose now doesn't, so you're refocusing. That is all part of this journey. And, and that's, you know, so to take that a step farther, if you have all this tension on that spinal cord and your vibration is low, we know that the energy that we put behind anything and the intention is what creates everything it's, right. it's real so if you have that you're putting the intention of survival and fear behind it so if you're creating a business what could that needs, possibly yeah. right what could that possibly be? exactly create a business because it needs to make you money well it's going to have scarcity behind it so it's not going to create you money right mm -hmm. now if i open this system up and we take the tension off the spinal cord and you start to function the right way and move into a thriving standpoint and you create a business or something from an energetic standpoint of thriving, well, what, these are two very different things, yes. right? And so this is amazing. giving this her that opportunity, right? And then imprinting upon her all the that she is that I have, that, that she, she is yeah, she controls her literally everything. This is amazing. I mean, all of them. I go through all of these affirmations with her. Some I've come up with on my own, some I've gotten from like Emile Coulier and all of these other people that yeah. are like the OGs of all that stuff. <laughs> they did plenty of research to make sure that it's right, you know, and, and even, just to touch on this real quick for people with affirmations, 
I think it's valuable. Is if you tell yourself, I am wealthy, and you're not wealthy, or you don't feel like or you don't feel like you're wealthy, or nobody in your family is wealthy, you're actually pushing it in consciousness farther away because you're like, I can't be that. So the way I augment And you can you can just say it like I'm understanding as you say it, you can feel it yep. in your stomach. Like it is already re- uh, resistance. Resistance. Sorry. So so for me, it was like, all right, how do I decrease the resistance to that? Exactly. What you don't have a resistance to is the word wealth. Yeah. You have no resistance no. to wealth. You can say wealth all day. Yeah. Okay. So then before you go to bed and before you wake up, you're teetering on the subconscious mind. So you have this thing called the, co- we have this thing called the conscious mind and we have this thing called the subconscious. My world, the conscious mind is the guardian of the gate. So it's actually very beautiful to have a conscious mind because you don't get sold snake oil. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You, it, it filters out all the shit that it, it doesn't want to go here yeah. because that's a bad operating system to have. Right? So thank God you have a conscious mind. Well, zero seven, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. You're directly into the subconscious. It's a sponge. You're building the foundation for the subconscious to create the conscious, to allow the conscious mind to then guard, guard the gate. That is right? so important. And so... If you want to do anything, you have to break through the conscious mind as an adult. As an adult. Yeah. So how are you going to break through the conscious mind if you say, I am wealthy and you feel yeah. right? So you can break through by just saying the word wealth. Okay. Well, when does the conscious mind start to go away? Because the conscious mind is what operates all this shit all day long. The subconscious makes your heartbeat, makes you sleep, makes you do all these other things. So as you're falling asleep and as you're waking up, that's when those things are teetering back and forth and you have the most optimal time to imprint on it if you're trying to change something. Exactly. So what I do is before I go to bed, as I say, health, wealth, success. Love it. Over and over again, like a lullaby, like you're counting sheep until I fall asleep. Wow. I fall asleep every night to health, awesome. wealth, success because I'm not dictating the level of health. I'm not dictating the wealth and I'm not dictating success saying I am these things. I'm just simply saying Love it. And when I was going through the divorce, I literally went to bed at night saying happy, 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 happy over and over again because yeah. I wasn't happy. Exactly. And so if I said I am happy, I'm going to fuck up my whole sleep. Yeah. But I just, every night, happy, Because happy, you, can, happy. you can resonate with that. You can feel it. You can, and then you'll picture yourself. And then, hey, now you're vibrating there. So guess what? A couple you're months later, happy. all of a sudden, you're vibrating at it. You can think about it. You can say That's these right. things and you can be this and be like, damn, I actually am healthy. But you yeah. bypass the shit that yes. is holding you from because it. it's the I am part yep. that you have all those connections yep. to you remove it. One of my business coaches, Ryan Moran, said to me the other day, and I love. So Abraham Hicks is a very spiritual um, uh, person, and I love Abraham yeah. Hicks too. And evidently, he followed Abraham too. So there's like nuts to me, but he was quoting something about this, and it's like I think this is a great mirror. If you have a resistance to something that you want, you'll start to notice you have um, animosity towards others that have it. That's a really clear sign that you're you're in resistance to that thing. Like if your neighbor has a nice car or someone has this and this, and, and you, inside, you don't have to say it out loud, but you know who you are. We, we all have it. You feel a certain way about it. Yeah. Well, good. That just showed you where you are at with that limiting belief. Yeah. Now, as Dr. Rocco said to his six-year-olds, <laughs> we get to say to ourselves as parents, as a parent ourselves more than we parent our children, yeah. is because they don't need parenting. We need parenting. Yeah. They, need, they just need the foster environment. Yeah is great now you can choose you can choose now you can choose and you know and also the best part of that is one to seven they can say i am yes because they don't know that they're not no and that and, and, then, and you believe it when you do it with them yeah. gabe and i do that all the yeah. time you know and, and i believe it's the whole ancient hawaiian tradition that there's the whole bless that which you want yes, yes. so if you see something that makes you feel i i, I haven't done that or had it um on 
like where my speedometer was, you said bless. Um, like Talk about a, buzzword nowadays. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> you see a Lamborghini and you are like, man, I want a Lamborghini. And then you resent the guy who has a Lamborghini. Well, consciousness is never going to give you something yeah, you, you resent. You don't want to become that. Exactly. Right? So you're going to hold it in resistance. So start blessing it. And that's a, a old that's thing. exactly where I was going with this. Uh, and I think it's, it, of course it is. It's in all, it's perfect. And it's like, when you start to see it around you, just because it's driving in front of you, you created that too. So yeah. bless that, show gratitude to that. You are already calling. You're already calling. Just because I'm sitting in your driveway, yeah. you, but, but again, even if it was, would you be happy? The answer is no, because you haven't cleared the crap. Right. And so that, that's what it's all about is when you see it, Instead of saying, oh, my neighbor has this, I'm resentful, is, oh, man, I'm so I'm so grateful to see that somebody who's relatively the same age as me, who is relatively has the same type of start that I did in life, was able to do this. This is phenomenal. This is my green light to show yeah. that I can do yeah, this. Yeah. That is such a different energy. So different. Than, oh, you know, like, yeah. just the law. No, I mean, that, that to me, that's everything. Because it's how, how, you're, how you view, how you perceive, how you do everything is how you're going to reap the reward later. Yeah. You know, and it, it's the same. So I'm... How do, I, how do I say this? I don't like charity. I don't like giving to charity, and I don't like the word charity. Okay. I love what they're trying to do. And you love helping people. Yes. <laughs> but in the aspect of charity, you're, in essence, reaffirming. Yeah, it's a self-limiting belief. Yes. You're reaffirming that self-limiting belief, and you're reaffirming. I myself, so I need people to. And so now, how are they ever going to get out of there? Because you've just imprinted onto their subconscious that to get what you need, you need to always be receiving charity. Right. How are they going to get out of charity if that's what their subconscious now believes? They're going to create more and more and more. That is a victim mentality that is not putting them in the power of, of a creator. And so that's, I'm not okay with that. I'm not saying don't help people. I'm not saying don't do the right thing. But my God, don't just do it in that manner because then they see no other way because you just met their needs. And if you meet the needs, the subconscious is going to go, that was That's easy. Let's do it again. The fastest way to get my needs met is to be a victim, be a victim, be a victim. Again, children, I believe everything. The reason there are victims in the world is because mom and dad, you created victims. Mm -hmm. End of story. Like if you create a child, if you have a child and every time they're miserable, you show them more attention and more love. They just like misery with attention and love. You just created a victim. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Not okay. I know. <laughs> so this is why for me, this is again, this is why all this had, I felt like this had to start yeah. because I believe, I don't want to say the world's going in a different direction right now, but I'm not too sure I'm okay with the way things are going right now. And I look at it and I go, how did it get there? How does there a kid in Tennessee who thinks he's a dog that wants to shit in a thing at school? Yeah. Like, how did that happen? I just had this conversation with my cousin. And I look at it and I go, because the dad didn't something the dad wasn't present the dad didn't teach them something like you're a woman be fucking proud of that yeah. like if i say to my daughter like hey man she goes i'm not a man yeah. she's six and she knows she's a fucking woman and she's proud of it that's awesome like it doesn't mean you're limited it doesn't mean you don't have as much it doesn't mean you're less valuable out or you're more valuable yeah Girl. yeah so it has to start now you know what's cool about this it's like you're motivated by the nightmare and not you, like society. Like, I think there are so many people like you and me who are activated right now because we're seeing, if I don't do something, yeah. like we might have, we've always had the impetus within us to share a message. It, it just didn't feel necessary. Oh, and yeah. now it does. Yeah. Now that like, there is a, been a very clear, yeah. like, it's been like eight years building in me where I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then all of a sudden I was like, I have to. Same. Yeah. And it's funny because I've had like, 
some of my spiritual teachers and stuff, they're like telling me for the past few years, like, yo, something is about to shift quick. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to go fast. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, doing my thing. My <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden what the snap is, is it's like, I seriously, I get so like worked up the way you do. I'm yeah. like, she kind of comes to me, mom, let's do this. Let's make a better snack for Gabe's age kid. I'm like, awesome, baby. Very good. I love it. And then I'm thinking, I'm sure they're doing the best they can. I start to research it. I'm like, this is, this is disgusting. I am, I'm like viscerally unokay now. Yeah. And now we got to do something about it. Yeah. And now I have a choice. And yeah. my choice is to fight it. Yeah. Right. And then, and again, it's back to choice. You have a choice. You can I'm either... not just going to sit there and be okay and keep doing the damn thing. Right. We're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make it. And, we're and gonna... if you chose that, you know, in my world, what I teach son, you don't get to complain anymore. You made the choice. Right. You're fine with that. Which is why I make homemade beef jerky because I can't find beef jerky anywhere that I want to feed my kid. Amazing. You know, and awesome. so she loves it. Recipe swap. We <laughs> make it. Yeah, it's, it, I I love it. And and we so again, it, it comes back to like, what are you teaching her? You're teaching her. I don't like something, which means there's an opportunity. Because if I don't like it, there's other people that don't like it. And if there's an opportunity, there's money. And what does money do? Money makes more opportunity. Money makes the world go. Money's down. energy. Money's energy. It's just a form of energy. It, and look, I you know I. I've had to struggle with, or I've had the, I've gotten the opportunity to overcome a lot of limiting money beliefs from my family. Great. One of the awesome ones that I recently, with my friend Bree, um, Aunt Bree, whatever we want to call her, was, again, we've shared how, like, I'm up against it every month right now because I'm putting a lot of money into a business that's not generating any money, and I'm in the middle of transitioning another one, which means not as much attention is going to that one, which means the revenue is not coming in like it was before, but this is growing. You know, it's this whole thing. Yeah, and so I was, yeah, I was thinking about getting rid of my cleaning lady. <laughs> Sorry. And then you just made, yeah. you made it real first world problem. I made a real first world problem. <laughs> oh, we're going to tie it As the Amazon truck pulls back. We're going we're gonna to tie it all together because <laughs> I, and, and again, this, this is perfect. So this is going to tie it all together. So how... How do you handle it all? Well, I have a cleaning lady come every two weeks, right, and, and help because my house, I can't handle it all. Like, I, I, my house gets behind, and when my house gets behind, yeah, I lose my center, right? And I, I don't want to raise my daughter in a house that gets behind. I do my absolute best, but to be present with her, run two businesses, take her to piano, do all these you're things. you're a single it, parent. Yes, That's, no help. Yeah. Like, when Taylor comes into town, she comes like once a month, Aunt Taylor, right? She comes into town. She's like, how the fuck do you do this when I'm not here? I'm like, I'm not even sure at this point. I feel like parents are going to be so impressed and like, like you set a high bar. Well, again, that was my goal though. When Sloan was born, I was like, okay, this is it. I had a buddy that told me, he was like, every man she dates for the rest of her life is going to be compared to you. And I was like, Fuck that. Let's, I'm like, let's go. Game on. That was it. I, I'm that was a, yeah, I was like, that's it. I'm gonna be a lightning. I'm like I was walking down the avenue yesterday from the cigar lounge. I was walking back and I had this like day, day like this vision. And I was like, because I'm about to start teaching her how to play the beat again this summer when we go home. You saw our crossbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And um so I'm about to start teaching her how to shoot the BB gun. And I was like, I had this vision of her being like 18 and us going shooting with her boyfriend and her running through like a gauntlet. Me just like putting my hand around his his shoulders, be like, if you mess with her, I don't have to kill you. She'll fucking do it. <laughs> I was like, you know, like, it's gonna be awesome. That's a real Viking woman. Yeah. woman I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, but so that was like a way that I could self care. Then I started feeling guilty about it. First world problems, like you know, right, all of right, these right, things. Right, it right. all started coming in, and, and I does. was like, it does. It's meant to be felt and released. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get rid of the cleaning lady. But then I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know. I can keep up for like 
four or five days and then it piles up and then I'm gonna lose my, my train of thought and then I'm gonna create all these things. But it came to what you said earlier. How do I do both? How do I do both? Right. So, so I call Bree and I'm like, Bree, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm, 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 I'm like struggling. Right Bring now. the sage, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least some demons. And she's like, listen, your wealth is creating wealth. It's creating jobs. How's she gonna feed her family if she's not cleaning your house? How's she gonna do this if she's not doing that? Like all, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the mind shift, the perspective I needed shifted, right? Amazing. Like it's not too much, it's not whatever. And then I started telling myself out of nowhere, I was like, I get to out earn my situation, yeah. not decrease my revenue. Exactly. I get to out earn this motherfucker. Out earn. You know? Make a bigger pie. That's it. That's it. Just, yeah. And that's the thing. We're all so like, if you're uncomfortable with this place and you're like, I need to start pinching, I need to do this, like, I really encourage you to just take a minute and sit with that. Yeah. Do you, are you that, is that the limit of you? Yeah. Or is yeah. there a way you can stretch your capacity? Yeah. Because I'm a big thing of the capacity principle. Like, take a balloon for the first time and you blow it up. It gets to whatever the you know diameter circumference, yeah. and you release it. Guess what happens the next time you blow it up? Instantly, you'll get thirty percent more capacity yeah. than the balloon. Yep. Because it's muscle memory. Outer your situation, become a bigger person. Like your problems don't go away; you just become more adaptable. Parenthood, entrepreneurialism, teaching to me, and there's more. Right? I think being a physician, if you have, if you're mindful about it, um, and I know everyone's trying the best they can, so I'm very very clear on it. Of course. But if you're like you know in alignment with the true goal and not just doing it like you said out of belief if I want to make money so I'm going to do this yeah, not that yeah. thing but the you know the ones that are in service this isn't it's so cool to me because it's very spiritual calling like whether you're religious or not yeah. we are all really on the same path if you parent right it's the most spiritual experience you'll ever have we had yeah. a doctor on the other day said you can have dogs you'll learn as much about yourself yeah <laughs> well and then we talked about before and like you have this little thing that's this big off the ground Mirroring back all of your limitations and stuff, like there all is. of your beliefs, and just right. Package possible. And yeah, yeah. And what are you gonna do? Like, are you going to, are you gonna change, or are you just gonna let it happen? You know, I read a quote the other day. I think I read it or heard it or whatever, and it was, um, oh my god, what was it? It was two. I'm not huge on quotes because, like, I, I don't like, you know, that. I, I think motivation is very important. Um, people right now are going through an argument that motivation is not real. Well, well, hold on a second. The motivation is going to give you the energy to have the momentum to make it a purpose, and that's perfectly I think fine. It's, totally like, it's a very real thing. But one of the quotes was, um, hell is when who you could have been met meets who you are. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And then the other one that's, was, yeah, that's big. look at yourself in the mirror and analyze yourself, and would you be proud if your daughter brought you home? Wow. And then it was like, if not. See, as a dad, I can see that. Too. Oh, my God. It, well, I was like, and I am, though. Like, I, I was yeah. able to do that and look yeah. at myself and be like, yeah, I'm good with it. You know? But, damn, it doesn't mean I don't want to be more. Because yeah. now, because then in my head, I'm like, well, hold on. That's not enough. Let's do more. You know? And so this is where that cycle goes, which is the overwhelm and the perfectionist and then the, like, how you handle it and put it all together. And the divine feminine would have that same. And then we're going to wrap. But the divine yeah. feminine would say, look in the mirror until you do this. is what I do with Shekinah all the time. Um, she had a very different start in her life. Yeah. I said, let's look in the mirror and let's look in your eyes until you see your inner child. Mm. If you could see the way you look at Gabriel about yourself, how would that make you feel? Yeah. And that does the opposite of what you're and, and that. But that's the feminine and the masculine. Of course. Striving, structure, and you need both. And then also let's be very happy with who we are and let's love our whole. Well, and this is why I pay somebody to do that part for me. Yeah. Or not for me. That's not the right way to say it. I pay somebody to, to, set, that to set the environment for the feminine part so that I can access it also. Because it's very easy for me to drop into the masculine. Yeah. And, you know, there was a period of time, again, for, for 
men real quick and then we can wrap. I felt for about eight years of my life or more, actually probably from the time I was younger playing basketball from when I speared a kid on the court because he pushed me. You speared him? Yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, he pushed me up against like the wall and then I ran down to the other. He was a big fat What did you spear him with? My shoulder. Oh, okay. Like, I, I ran down to the other end of the court. We were, we were in like eighth grade, and, and he came tumbling down after he just slammed me into the wall, and I sprinted for because I was way bigger than me. I sprinted from midcourt all the way down just, just, to, get just to get the momentum spirit right in the middle of the court. Oh my god, I was a four. I played basketball. <laughs> I had no, I had nothing to spirit. Yeah, well, I just, I literally like Goldberg, you know, from like WWF, right in the middle. That was the last game I played. But from basically, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, became a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all jacked up. And they were like, it's time for football. I'm like, okay, but. I was basically told that I'm too masculine, I'm too much, and to dim it down forever. So I did. And then I was trying to search for the longest time while I was with my ex-wife, my, the feminine. I was trying to search on how I can become more feminine. Yeah. And it, it didn't feel good. And I fucking hated it. Yeah. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Then I, she left, and I met my life coach, who's amazing, Heather. And Coaches, man. Do the best. Get you one. <laughs> and instead of focusing on me becoming more feminine, She's like, let's knock the dust off and you become more of the man that you're supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, God, that feels good. Way better. Let's do way more of that. Because the other one's in service of what I'm not. Yes. It's the same thing about the wealth thing. It makes you feel icky because it doesn't, it's not, it's not in resonance with who you are right now. Yeah. And, and, and you'll find it. Once you are that man, like, boom, what happens? All of a sudden the feminine drops in and I'm able right. to be able to be around and be present. Because with you're not supposed to be both. You're exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, amazing. it was fascinating. So Dr. Rocco. Awesome. Tell our people where they can find you, where they can follow us dad time, yeah. where they can show their love and support. Okay. Every social media platform is it's dad time underscore. And a website will be coming soon. will be it's dad time.com. Not there yet, but um, that's where they can find me. It'd be great. Reach out to me, send me direct messages. Um, I, my assistant will tell me I'll respond to it. Again, first world problems, my assistant. Yeah. Listen, She's my awesome. assistant's unfreaking believable. I would not be where I'm at without her. So I will get rid of all cleaning services before that lady goes anywhere. She's with me for the long haul. My I, assistant's badass too. She feeds my kids, she cleans my house, she puts on my clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll get there well, one day. It's yeah, okay. You're I, implementing the owner's model. So that's yeah, good. she I, I again, I mean, I if when I talk to students or I talk to anybody, the first thing I tell everybody is Find an assistant that resonates with you and hire them as fast as possible. 100%. I didn't do it until four months ago. Yeah. My life has changed so much in those four months that I wouldn't be here right now without her. Like I, and yeah. so like, it's funny because like you think about the future and I'm like, all right, where is she going to have a division of dad time that she runs the whole fucking thing? Yeah. Like, because it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so if you are, have a business, forget about hiring Anyone else find an assistant that can help you? Oh my God! Yeah, it's the best. It's changed my life. And, that, and that's what they teach you, right? You need to be an owner. You're not supposed to be everything. It's the yeah. same thing as a parent. Like, don't that? And guys, that is why I made this channel. It is literally why I'm here because I want to connect. I want you to say, oh, that Dr. Rocco guy. I love how he was like super masculine, but he also had like a. I love the way he set a vision for his daughter. Like, that's your guy. Go follow him. Or the people that love the the hypnotherapist guy that put me under the hypnotherapy. That was totally amazing. There are just tools for you to plug into. You don't need to have all the answers. And always go with, heart. That's it. And always go with who resonates with you. Don't force it. Like yeah. there's people online that I'm like, that's not the kind of it's person I'd want to hire as a coach. And they make a lot of money. And then there's people online I'm like, that's the person who I'd want to hire as a coach. And they make a lot of money. So it, it's it, it has to be who you 
want to work with. And yeah. who, who you, but definitely send me messages. Um, my podcast is also up. It's it's dad time. I don't release them every week. It's every other week, and then I do a Friday focus every other week. Um, if you want topics talked about, please message me because I can rip about anything, and I would love it. That makes my life so much easier. Yeah. This was amazing. You're an amazing. Speaking of ripping off of everything. (laughs) This is my longest podcast to date, so congratulations. (laughs) And we spoke for like two hours before we We went from like no prep time to like we know each other's lives. Um no, but this was amazing. We'll probably have you back on because I love your voice and I love hearing from dads. I love the co-parenting. I love how just raw you are. Thank you. Yeah, and I wanna I like it's weird co-creative in this in this in my vibe, so I actually like to have somebody on the first time, and then our uh, community is great about asking questions. Yeah, so we'll please. let them do that. Yeah, ask um, questions. And then we'll, we'll have Dr. Rocco back on. So I'll, I'm gonna like try to do my hair next time so like I'm not outshined <laughs> by this guy's <laughs> I'll get the side <laughs> shaved and actually so shave my, I was driving here and I was like, I had slung last night. So I was driving here and I was like, shit, I forgot to shave my hair. I was like. How much you are, it's okay. This has been so good. I'll have to brush off on my Viking references. Oh, like <laughs> it's it. so good. Like it. Parents, thank you guys for being here. Um, I super appreciate it. Hope you guys are having fun in this journey. I'm having a blast. Anything you guys want to learn, that's what we're here for. Let me know. I'll find amazing people like Dr. Rocco to bring them to you. Please bless the subscribe button down below. 